Welcome to the Garden Wise Show with Colorado's most knowledgeable and entertaining garden experts, the Garden Wise Guys, Keith Funk and Jim Borland. Get ready for gardening tips that you can use right now. New plants, hot products, and the latest from horticultural science. The lines are open, so call into the Legend Studio now. 303-477-2473. 303-477-2473. On the air since 1994, the Garden Wise Guys have the answers to your questions about gardening in the high-altitude desert of the Colorado Front Range. And now, here are your hosts, the Garden Wise Guys. And good morning, everybody. It's time for the Garden Wise Guys show right here on Legends 810 with your Garden Wise Guys. Jim Borland, that's me, and Keith Funk sitting over there. That's me. I think we're in here an hour early from last week, aren't we? Is that how that worked? Or an hour Did later? Did we get here earlier than later? I, <laughs> we're on daylight losing time now, there so we go. I don't know what, what's going on with the clock. I just do what everybody else does. There's some things you don't fight, you know? Well, that's true. There are. I mean, you could, but... What, what mountain do you want to die on? <laughs> really? <laughs> you'd, you'd be late or early for everything. That's right. And at my age, it's not going to be a mountain. It's going to be a hill. <laughs> That's right. Got a lot of mounds in front of me as well. Oh dear, it's been a it's been a it's been a week. I'll tell you, fifty three degrees this morning. Ooh, nice. Yeah, really. So we must have had a chinook last night with the winds coming from the west. I assume. Well, we've had some wind, haven't we? Ooh, dig. It's supposed to be windy today too. Oh, is it this morning? It's uh, it's uh, windless. Because I'm going to be working out in the yard today, doing some more cleanup. Yeah, it's that time of year. <clears throat> I should be doing. When you're done there, would you come over to my place? Sure, and start? absolutely. All right. Why you know, not? I won't be done until March. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working on last year's cleanup. <laughs> fall is uh, fall color is lasting like forever. I'm tired of it. <clears throat> Already? <laughs> I still think of my yard that are turning color. Things that, that I've right? never seen turn color before, ever. Oh, is that right? Uh, like like my papa. Uh-huh. I've never seen it turn such a brilliant yellow. Oh, cool. Really quite nice. Well, the the pears, the um, oh, ornamental yeah. pears this year, <clears throat> they, they've had time to actually do their thing. Yes. And not just be frozen onto the tree. I know. And man, are they good. They're, and they're late. But they're, I can't. I don't yeah. rem- remember them being so late to color, but boy, they, uh, it was worth waiting for. So it must be cold weather that in, initiates some of that with them, in, in addition to shorter days. I'd, I'd like a good explanation as to why some years are better than others. I hear it's water. No, it's temperature. No, it's sunlight. No, it's this. No, it's that. And it's like, somebody, come on. Yeah, figure There's got to be out. a reason. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, figure this out, people. Even crab apples turn good. I've never seen them turn good. Oh, color. no kidding. And then with the, the, all the fruit that they've got on them this year, too, it yeah. just adds to the beauty. Yeah, and things are still blooming. I mean, not great. It's not spring bloom by any means, but see, roses are still in bloom. Lots of them. And our snapdragons are still doing their thing. I've got uh, Zosnaria still <coughs> flowering. Yeah. Asters. A lot of, yeah. Fall crocus. Yeah. I, I even saw Rosa Sharon still in bloom. Oh, and that uh, viola. <coughs> what is that? That, that plant select viola. Wet rock, rock eye. No. I want to say Labradorica. Or Lab- Lab- Labradorica, yes. Yeah. The yep. one that's in plant select. Yeah. I th- I I thought it was wit rock, but oh, okay. I could be wrong. I, well, I have to look it up. I'm wrong most of the time, anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> there's but too that, many. There's too many plants in plants. Like they should eliminate some of them. Yeah, there's just too many. <clears throat> can't can't keep track of all those. 
I like that particular viola, whichever one it might be, uh, because it's it's a self-seeder, and it doesn't seem to mind the heat of summer. Yeah, it blooms. It blooms just constantly. Like all year long. Yeah. And like forever, so it must have seedlings coming up. It starts early, early. Yeah. Blooms all summer. Yep. Blooms late, late. Yep. So it's, it's a nice one. And it comes up where you maybe didn't think about putting it. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes that turns out to be just fine. At, I, I always take credit for those successes. Well, yeah. <laughs> like, I wish I had thought of that. <laughs> I did. <laughs> That's right. Oh, dear. Hey, we're going to do a garden show here this morning. And <clears throat> the way this operates is with your garden question in mind, give us a call. Tell us what that question is. Let's uh, we can we can talk about it. Our number here is 303-477-2473. And you know who did that? <clears throat> Steve in Lakewood. All right. Let's go out and talk with Stevie. Good morning, Steve. Good morning, guys. <laughs> How you doing? Excellent. What's going on with you? Well, I had a couple of easy questions for you. I want to transplant some of my iris bulbs and I I have forgotten what you advised in the past. Um, how deep and, and when can you? Uh, when's a good time to transplant them? And we talking about the the <clears throat> the the ordinary iris that everybody seems to have. Yeah. Okay. Um, <clears throat> it's been our experience over the years that you can transplant them any time of the year, <laughs> even the dead of winter. <laughs> it works. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, but I think the the recommended time is <clears throat> right after they bloom in the spring. But you you can do it now, you, you know you're not going to get any bloom off the ones that you transplant probably next year, but you will every year thereafter. Just a, a story to go along with this: a, a friend of mine gave me some irises from her yard in the fall. I would say late summer fall, and I stuck them in a bucket in the backyard and promptly forgot about them mm -hmm. until the next spring, and they were growing <coughs> in the bucket. <laughs> no soil. No soil. No, they're just growing. Just growing. Stuck them oh. in the ground. They were fine. Okay. I have a, another question or two. Um, I have like some ground cover called, uh, I think it's, it's a scarlet flower, like a pimpernel or something. And um, it's, it's a, something I want to transplant because it grows on the north side of the house, but I want to move it to like either the east or, or west, which is very shaded um, because it's kind of a side yard. And um, I didn't know how much water that needed. How much water is it getting now? Uh, not much. And it seems to be doing well. I mean, it's uh, over the years spread from a six-foot plot down to, out to about a 20-foot plot. So, uh, you know, it's, it spreads. But I didn't know uh, how to take care of it or when to transplant it. I think I'm going to have to back up here and try to figure out which, which plant this is. Is it a ground cover or? It's a ground cover. Oh, okay. That's. I'm wondering I if that's it was like the Colorado bluebell or something. Uh, like is that. it evergreen? Evergreen leaves? No, it's, uh, it's leafy. Oh, um, and he says it's a bluebell. Uh, it's uh, a, a scarlet or not a scarlet, a purplish uh, blue flower that it gets in the spring. Oh, probably vinca. Okay. Yeah, either vinca or maybe a veronica of some kind. The, the leaves are about an inch long and about a half inch wide. But it, but, and it's not evergreen? The leaves are not evergreen? No, they are not evergreen. Hmm, well then it wouldn't be vinca. No, no. 
Um, I'm guessing, without knowing exactly what it is, because it has spread so much, it probably is it. Can you tell if it's rooting as it spreads? Yes. Uh, I think you can just take a clump out and, and move it. I would do that in the spring, though. Okay. When you start to see some new growth, uh, I'll bet it. Another name for vinca <coughs> is periwinkle. Periwinkle. That's what I was trying to think of. Yeah. 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 So that one you can move in the spring easily. Okay. Yeah, That's you can you can tell what which one of those those stems are rooted in just just tug on them a bit and if there's some kind of resistance then they're rooted in does it need much water you know it's pretty adaptable it will adapt to uh fairly high water conditions where it'll grow very quickly it will adapt (coughs) to fairly low water conditions where it will struggle but survive Mm -hmm. okay last question is uh i've got some uh composting issues about what can I do with uh, dog manure? I think the recommendation is not to use it in composting. Okay. Uh, mostly because, uh, you know, manure is manure, and uh, dogs are one of those those creatures that can get diseases that you and I can get. And I think to avoid that problem, it's just, you know, put it in the trash. There is a company, I want to say it's in Aurora, and I can't think of the name of it, but it's a... It's one of those companies that comes by and, and cleans your yard, takes the dog stuff away. Yeah. And then and they compost it and turn it into a, a compost product that is sold. But the way they do it in such a way that it, the compost process gets hot enough to destroy any of those sorts of pathogens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, there's also a, a, a neighbor of mine had this thing that it was a... It was a I want to call it a bucket, but it wasn't really a bucket. But it was a, a pit that he dug in the ground and lined it with this particular thing. that, And it had a lid on the big lid on the top, like a manhole cover. And he would just put all of his dog waste in there, and it would decompose naturally. Okay. And that way you didn't have to, you know, put it in the trash or anything like that. Lines up with what I did when I was a kid back in Philadelphia. We basically piled it in and buried it, and it, uh, it grew my grandfather's azaleas like gangbusters. <laughs> <coughs> there you go. Yeah, you could try that here and let us know if your azaleas work. Okay. Uh, again, the name of that flower—that spreading flower. We think it's uh, periwinkle, periwinkle, or or a vinca. Okay. Vinca is another name for periwinkle. <clears throat> All right, that's what I couldn't remember. Yeah, and keeping in mind that they're couple things called periwinkle okay well thank you for your help and i appreciate it all righty you bet thanks for calling this morning steve take care bye yeah there's a periwinkle i'm thinking of is uh, one that not hardy here it's an it's annual a, it's a, here it's an annual in the yeah. tropics it's perennial but it's a more of an upright grower not a ground cover kind of thing although they do have cascading types now that you can grow in uh, hanging baskets as a I'm, I'm not surprised. Yeah. They have <laughs> hanging baskets, everything anymore. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Even snapdragons, they have hanging uh-huh. snapdragons. Uh-huh. And coleus. And at one time, they didn't have any, but now they have lots of hanging geraniums. Mm-hmm. Those used to all be upright, too. Well, it's a different species than the zonals. Oh, yeah. Completely yep. different mm-hmm. species. And they'll actually grow in partial shade. I'm trying to think of other things that are <coughs> now ground cover types. Or not ground cover, but hanging basket types. Oh, a lot of annuals are now hanging basket types. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, petunias would be the yeah, petunias, a really good yeah. example. Yeah, that's a good one.
But uh, I don't think there's any marigold hanging marigolds. Yet. I haven't seen any of those uh, yet. Or zinnias. That's something they can strive <laughs> they for. <could. laughs> and maybe echinaceas should be in there. Oh, there you go. <coughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, that would that would be. Well, there is that there. one little yellow zinnia. Oh. Uh, there's a native one, the zinnia grandiflora. Grandiflora, yeah. It's kind of a sprawler. Right. And it does go underground if it's happy, but not very fast. No, and it looks terrible <coughs> in a in a container. Yeah. When you when you buy zinnia grandiflora, it's a perennial here. <coughs> when you buy it at the store, you're just going to wonder, what am I doing? Yeah, what am I, why, why did I buy that? Yeah, it, could ju- it just looks like warmed over death. <laughs> But in the right place, it can be very, very nice. It had it bloomed all summer yeah, long yeah. in my yard. That's one of the plants. When it stops blooming, the the petals stay on, mm-hmm. and it looks like it's blooming, but they're dried. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's another zinnia that's uh, the, that's not hardy here, but it's a cousin to Grandiflora called Acerosa, and its flowers are white. Mm. Uh, but all intents and purposes, it looks like a white flowered zinnia Grandiflora. Neat. Yeah, tried that many times and killed that many. Killed times. that many times. Yeah. <laughs> we'll try it again. <laughs> no. <laughs> I thought about hanging, putting the hanging basket, but then you know it's going to die too eventually. So. Well, sure. Why bother? Well, because then you could say you did it. To, to like whom? you like you did that mimulus. <laughs> to, to whom? <laughs> you maybe. Yeah. <laughs> and maybe two other people I know. True. But nobody in my neighborhood would appreciate that what was that mimulus that you grew east woody eye east woody eye yes, that's a uh, relatively rare plant but seed has been available um and i've not succeeded in doing it again it, <laughs> <laughs> those mimulus seedlings they, they're just <laughs> they're too, weak they're weak and boy they damp off so fast how they survive in the wild it, well it, that one survives because it grows in what they call hanging gardens right where there's dripping water coming down all the time mm-hmm. and it's beautiful in the wild sure and if you can get it to grow in the hanging basket i may have done that from cuttings because that's been a long time ago mm-hmm. well i still have a mimulus that yellow one what is it is it glabra glabra is a yellow one yeah, yeah. Uh, it's still blooming in my yeah stream bed yeah stupid plant yeah they are stupid <laughs> Anyway, we've got people on the line. We Randy's do. waiting to talk to us right now uh, <clears throat> about what? I don't know yet. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, gentlemen. How are you? Excellent. How are you doing? Doing well. Are you calling from My Boise, Idaho? I am calling from Boise. Well, bless you. I'll be darned. Well, What's welcome the, to the yeah. show. Well, I'll have to ask you the question that everybody asks when you're calling from out of state. What's the weather like there? <laughs> It's very similar to Denver weather, actually. Oh, okay. What uh, what what garden zone are you in? Do you know? Uh, I think we're still in five, but okay. I can't swear to that. How far from Lewiston are you? Uh, not very far, although I've only been here for three years, and I haven't explored a lot. Okay. I have a brother that lives there, so when you go by, say hi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Lewiston was named, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, after Lewis and Clark. Yeah, because on the other side of the river is Clarkston. And since we were talking about Mimulus, there's a Mimulus called Mimulus Lewisii. Is that right? Yes. <laughs> None of which Randy was calling about. Good morning. Uh, what can we help you with, Randy? So I have a phalaenopsis problem. Okay. And 
um, all of the leaves fell off in an entire clump. And so my question is, is it time for the trash bin? Yes. Or is there something I can do? Oh, no, that's cra- that's crown rot, and you just need to toss it. Okay. It's not going to come back. Okay. Sorry. Well, the other one's doing very well, but this one, not. Yeah, be sure and not. I wouldn't even keep the pot. Okay. Because it, it's, it's a fairly contagious thing, and you don't want it spreading off to your other plants. Okay. All right. Well, that's what I needed to know. Okay. Well, good luck with the rest of them. And thanks for calling this morning. Of course. Enjoy the show. Yeah, get your neighbors to call. I have a quick question for you, Randy. Were you a listener here in Denver before you moved to Boise? Absolutely. Okay, so that's how you knew about us. All right. All right. Yes. Okay, well, thank you for calling and and continuing to listen. All right. Thank you. You Have a great day. Bye-bye. We should have her take out a newspaper ad. Let know that we're here. <laughs> yeah, that would be worth that all the, the money, right? <laughs> I'm sure. Oh yeah. Anywho. Yeah. Anyway. Let's see what else was going on. Oh, oh. We talked about I was going to do some fall cleanup this weekend. Yeah. And uh, for those of you who are concerned about the wildlife, <clears throat> I'm not going to do a very thorough fall cleanup. I'm just going to go through and remove what looks trashy. In my front yard, in my front gardens. Because, you know, they're street side. And ours is the first house in the development. Then you yeah. pull in, the, in the, on the street. and They kind of like me to keep it looking neat and tidy. Yeah. But I'm not going to go through and rake out all the leaves and cut everything down to the ground and make it look like uh, <coughs> pristine. Yeah. Uh, that's not going to happen. Okay. Well, the bugs will enjoy that. And the <coughs> bugs and yeah. probably the voles, too. <laughs> Stupid plant. No, I, I have a vole in the backyard that's just driving me crazy. So I think you should make a pet out of them. Well, my dogs seem to think it's their pet. <laughs> okay. They have, they have absolutely no interest <coughs> in doing anything about it. They can stand right there and smile at them. Well, where they come from, I probably, probably didn't have voles. Well, but still, there should be some sort of instinctual well, thing to go after <laughs> rodents. You would think. <laughs> I was down at Broadmoor Hotel yesterday, the day before, and uh, you know it's the, it's one of these really fancy places. They do everything right, everything. Yeah, huh? everything's done right there, <laughs> and they have a nice little short lawn, an esplanade of <coughs> what are the trees? I forget what the trees are on either side. They're columnar conifers, and I don't remember which ones they are. Anyway, a short piece of grass in between, and and on the grass were laying just three deer, just laying there. Right in front of the hotel. Very pastoral. Yeah, huh? very, very pastoral. Absolutely. And all the new trees and things they, they put in <laughs> all have wire cages around the Sure. Place. <laughs> yeah. Because like, apparently they get elk there, too. They chew up the trees. Well, and they, they go after them with their antlers. Yeah. Yeah. I've seen that happen. Anywho. But a cool place. Japers, creepers. You want to see what luxury looks like. <laughs> Anybody can go there. Yeah. You can wander about. Yeah, you can. And we even park your car for free. Is that right? Yeah. Of course, there's always tipping afterwards. But Of course. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm surprised at that. And you can go in there and, and partake of anything they have for everybody else. Mm-hmm. There's like a dozen restaurants in this place. And they are all excellent, too. 
You better believe it. And so are the prices. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo, doggies. <clears throat> Some have dress codes. I wouldn't. I wouldn't yeah. doubt that at all. Yeah. yeah. The restaurants. The rest of it, dress way way you want. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> all right. Yeah, we have Jim, to go ahead. Jim, you found a bunch of rhododendrons. <clears throat> Yes, I saw a bunch property. of rhododendrons down there uh, planted up around some of the buildings. And they've been there quite a while. They're like six, seven feet tall. You could have dug some up and I, brought them home. I, well, there were gardeners around. They probably wouldn't appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I wanted to mention um, on the fall cleanup thing, I grow a lot of agastachys. Yes. Uh, other people call them hyssop. And I always make a point in the fall of cutting them down. Because yeah. they have a tendency during the winter, if they're snow laden or we get a heavy wind or whatever, they're so brittle that yep. they can break off at ground level and then nothing comes back next year. So uh, I was cutting mine down last weekend and I noticed at the base, which is, happens every year, at the base around the bottom, is this whole cluster of cluster, new growth yeah. Yeah. just sitting there waiting <coughs> for Wait. next year. Yep. All these green leaves. And so you want to cut down to just that point. Don't pull on them. No, don't. You want to make sure you cut them. And I think that's one of the reasons people lose them so often is they either don't cut them back in the fall and and the winter breaks up the crowns, or you might be too rough with them when you are cutting them back. Yeah, when those stems break up, sometimes they pull off a whole clump of those little shoots coming up. And as as careful as you can be, that still happens. (laughs) It does. You you could probably root those. You, you probably could, you but no, I'm not. No, gonna, okay. I'm just going to buy another one if I have to. Okay. I still have seed from one, a giant one you had in your old place. Do you really? I, yeah, I. Barbarai? Yeah. I want that back. <clears throat> Can I, mean, I get some seed from you? No, I, I don't know if it's any good anymore. I'll find out. Well, I, I've sowed it a couple of times, and I don't think anything's come up over the intervening years. Well, I'd still like to try. Yeah. Because I've not found it again. You just need one. I know. But that was a monster. It was a big one. And boy, did it perform well. Yeah, it did. It did indeed. All right, we we got to do All right, we got to do a break here. We'll uh, come back and take uh, your calls from who has called up. First name, please. Uh, We've got Michael (coughs) in Arvada is coming up, and then Sharon and Parker. And we're going to handle those, and I hope a few more when you give us a call right here on Legends 810. As a gardener, you already know that happy, healthy roots translate to happy, healthy plants. Unfortunately, not all potting mixes are created equal. And without a good soil environment for healthy root growth, your houseplants, herbs, and other potted plants are sentenced to a life of hard labor, or worse. That's why all gardeners need to know about Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix. The choice of professional nursery and greenhouse growers, a long-lasting all-purpose performer, Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix has everything necessary your plants need to thrive, including slow-release humates to promote healthy roots and vibrant, vigorous plants. When you want to know which product works best, find out what the experts use. Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix. Your plants will love you for it. Ask for Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix by name at your favorite independent garden center. Jared's Garden Center. Tagawa Gardens, Wilmore Nursery, and Nick's Garden Center. Be sure and tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. And we are back. As I said, we will be back uh, taking your phone calls and give you the uh, give me no, I'll give you the phone number 303 477 2473. 
I've done my part. Your turn. Oh, all right. Let's get back out to the phones. Michael's waiting to talk to us about grow lights. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. How are you doing? We're just dandy. What's going on with you today? Well, I think this is a question for you, Keith. Okay. Because uh, I, I don't have a lot of windows, you know, sunny windows. You always say put things in a sunny window. At, but I have one that's um, on the east side. And it's, uh, but it's, it's under a patio. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, it, so it doesn't get direct sunlight. It gets pretty good morning sun, but it's not direct because of the patio cover. Yeah. So I've, I've always had these um, shamrocks on that windowsill. And you know what I mean, those oxalis. Right. The triangular uh, shaped ones. The green and leaf or the purple? The green ones, although I've had purple at different times, too. Uh, but I also have some actual shamrock seeds that I want to plant there and see if they go. Uh, the problem is they just don't get very much sunlight. Yeah. yeah they so, need a really uh, strong indirect light. It, it, well, and they get a decent amount, but not a great. Well, the light above the it, it's on my kitchen sink, and the light above the sink burned out. And so I'm thinking, what if I got a grow light to go in place of that, you know, just the fluorescent that was over the sink? How far above the plants would that light be? It's about, what would I say, two feet above the windowsill. Okay. Um, yep. Well, I suppose you could. I'm not sure how much good it's going to do that high above the plants. Unless you have multiple bulbs. Oh, okay. Because even even the fluorescent light um, is not very strong. I mean, to uh, your to your eyes, it seems like it is because your eyes can adjust to that, but the plants can't. And right. so, if you're going to use fluorescent, I'd probably go with T5s. You could even try. Um, well, I don't know if it's above the kitchen sink. I probably wouldn't use LED lights because what they're telling you now is that if you're growing under LED lights, you really, really should wear protective glasses. So I'd probably go with a T5 fluorescence, which are those really skinny tubes about the size of your pinky finger. Oh, and, okay. And try to get at least two, if not three or four, uh, tube fixture so that your plants will get enough light w- with them being that high up off the pl- off the top of the plant right well the fixture that's there is probably like i need to measure it but it's like 24 inches long or something okay so could i can i get a fixture that has like four 24 inch bulbs or something yes i have i have them in my own basement oh okay and then i, I usually I, I i usually use the tubes they they they, they measure the light output in, in temperature um, Kelvin Kelvin with a K. <clears throat> so uh, I usually go with the tubes that are 6,400, 6,500 K bulbs. And, and they, have, okay. they have more of a natural light. It's, it has a tendency to be a little toward the blue, but um, you, know, you can also get the what they call the 2,800 K or 2,700K. Uh, and that's more of a yellow cast to it, and supposedly that's more for blooming. I I don't find that to be true at all. 
So I just I've I've been replacing all of my bulbs, my T5s with 6500K and everything is doing just great and blooming just fine. Well, that's the kind of thing I wanted to know cuz I remember hearing you talk different times about temperatures and numbers and you know, of course I didn't pay close <clears throat> enough attention. <laughs> oh, well, sure, yeah. <laughs> did all that stuff. Uh so T5 and 6500K something like that. Right. Mhm. Okay, and, and I you might have to try that. Y- and you might want to consider a, oh, what should I call this, a light diverter. That is, this is going to be sort of at eye level, I'm guessing. And if you're working at the seat, at the sink, and uh, you have these bulbs that are at eye level, that's really quite bright. It is bright. So yes. you need a, a oh. sort of diverter to cover that so you're not looking directly, that you aren't looking directly at the ball, but the plants can receive everything. I need my special uh, dishwashing safety goggles. There you go. <laughs> That's right. Your, your kitchen sunglasses. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I find a okay. little, just a sheet of paper was enough for, for our particular location. But, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, they're not really at eye level. They're, they're down from the ceiling, uh, maybe two feet. Okay. So they're, they're above the sink, but the, the windowsill is kind of halfway in between. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to play, you'll have to whatever you get, you're gonna have to play with it a bit. Right. Well, it's a built-in fixture, so what I was thinking was to replace that fixture with something, you know, modern high-tech thing. Yeah, the the T5s are gonna take different. Yeah, they take ball, a different fixture. Ball, yeah, yeah, my ball fix the bulb holders, if right. you will. <laughs> And what kind of hours should I put that on? Oh, you got a timer on it? Not now, but I could put one. What kind of timer? Uh, again, you're going to be working at the sink. You may. Do you want that light when you're working at the sink? I don't think it would hurt. I mean, you know, like unless it's shining right in my eyes. Like yeah, and, day, but. in that case, I don't know if a timer is going to work real well for you. Unless you leave it on until, you know, whenever you're done working at the sink at night. Okay, so just like during daylight hours or something? Yeah, I I adjust my lights in the basement to whatever the natural light uh, day length is outside. I adjust it once a month. Okay. And right now you would... And right now you would have your lights coming on from 6.42 in the morning until 4.45 in the afternoon. That's during oh, daylight so I hours. Have to make sure to tune into your program uh, yeah. every week to make sure. <laughs> I'll tell you what that is every week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Because we're the only ones who know that. That's right. This is hard to exactly. find information. <laughs> so yeah, they they've never really thrived there. They've kind of barely stayed alive. You uh-huh. know what I mean? But they don't bloom. They don't, you know. Yeah, I'd say with an, these, uh, an east window with a patio cover is going to cut out a lot of light. Yeah. And like I said, it might look bright to you, but not so much to plants. Right. It's maybe five minutes at sunrise when the light comes <laughs> directly on. Yeah, I was going to say, you get a shaft of light that comes in yeah. there for and a couple that's minutes. Yeah, <laughs> and that's, that's a low angle light that really doesn't do that oh, much. Oh, it really is. Yeah, because the patio is. 12 or 15 feet wide, yeah, so that's, it doesn't get direct light very much at all. Yeah. That's a great place to put your colocasias in the winter, or in the summertime out there on the patio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big elephant <laughs> oh, ears. Oh, Yeah. Oh, I've never tried those. Oh, yeah. 
that much fun. I've got some hanging baskets out on the edge, you know, on the so they would be more in the light uh-huh. because they're on that eastern edge. So maybe I'll have to try something like that. All right. Well, good uh, luck with that. Cool. Yeah, T5s and 6500. Uh, yep. See if I can remember that long enough to get to a store. Okay. <laughs> well, you know, they, they have invented pencil and paper, so you can write these things uh, down. I suppose. That, that's doing too much. Yeah, right? put it in your in your iPhone. There you go. Yeah, I'll just type it in. T5 and 6500. There you go. Cool. I knew you'd be the one to ask. Okay. Well, thanks, Michael. Thanks right. for your call. You bet. Thanks a lot. Have a good day. You too. And since I gave the sunrise and sunset times for Denver for today, I should give you, I could give you the uh, record high temperature for this date, 75 degrees, which doesn't seem to be out of norm because we had that last week, didn't we? Yeah, we're going to have it again this coming week. And um, record low for today, minus 14. No way. (laughs) That was back in 2014. Minus 14. Yeah, by the way, if, if you do the math on that, that gives you a difference of 89 degrees that the temperature could be today from record low to record high. You know, plants really have to be pretty tough to deal with that. <laughs> I, I guess. I sure couldn't if I were out there without a coat no, on. No, no, And I'd, I'd, want, I'd want my <clears throat> my winter parka mm-hmm. and my flip-flops. And how do birds do it? I don't know. They, they sit around and shiver a lot. They've got those skinny little legs. I know. How do they not <clears throat> freeze solid? I don't know. Well, they got special temperature regulation in feeding birds. I know, and they've got a metabolism yeah. and all that. I mean, people wonder that about uh, ducks and geese on the water in the wintertime. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I keep telling people, the water is only 32 degrees. It's only. Not, it's not 10 below zero. That's right. So that's significantly warmer than air temperature. Yeah, but their feet are all pruny. Well, <laughs> you're looked at, you can buy chicken legs in the store. <laughs> <laughs> they are kind of pruny looking. Yeah, they are. And uh, by the way, I don't know what you do with them. Chicken legs? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's you cook n- them and eat them. There's nothing there except skin and bone. What? When was the last time you not, had a chicken leg? Like chicken feet. I said so. Oh, feet. Yeah, chicken feet. You can buy those. No, I don't eat feet. They're dirty. (laughs) I think they wiped their feet before they went to the (laughs) slaughter. (laughs) I don't know. All right, enough of that nonsense. Who else do we have on the phone? I guess Sharon is up next out in Parker. Good morning, Sharon. Good morning. How are you both? Great. Well, thanks for calling the Garden Wise guys. What can we do for you today? Well, I noticed that my lilac is leafing out. Leafing out? Yes, it's got little baby leaves on it like it does when it's springtime. Uh And I'm wondering if that is going to impact it when it's supposed to do that next spring. It will have some impact. I've been hearing reports all over town of lilacs and other spring flowering plants blooming this time of year. Mm -hmm. Usually it's because of some sort of stressful event. Did you yell at your plant? No. How about hail? No. No? <laughs> no, it's a happy plant. Okay. I talk to it. It hasn't been misbehaving. You, you happen no. to slap it or something? No. <clears throat> uh-uh. yeah, well, the, yeah, these these things happen. This is not all that unusual. Well, I thought it was probably the warm temperatures. That, you know, that have helps. L- yeah. Have lulled it into thinking that it's a different time of, of year. But, 
even the buds, you know, usually they're kind of brown and dry right yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're turning green. <clears throat> yeah, they should be big and fat and, and greenish right now, especially on the tips of the branches. Okay, and the, they are. Good. Yeah, those are next spring's blossoms. Okay. I thought that they were more brown, though, this time of the year. They didn't look like they were so well, ready they, to pop they, Yeah, they start it. plumping up throughout the winter. But they have to have a certain number of hours of, of cold temperatures uh, okay. to be able to break dormancy. Unless we've had a hail event or something like that that hits them just right and causes <coughs> them to, to break that dormancy. But uh, if you've got some little leaves forming, I wouldn't worry too much about it. Um, those will <laughs> eventually die and fall off. Later right. this winter. Mm-hmm. But, okay. the, but the plant will, will pop right out of that. I, I just am worried about the, the buds, the well, flower buds. I don't think the there's anything buds. I can do about it. I no, mean, no you know, there's nothing you can do was, anything anyway. Yeah, yeah, I was just curious to know if um, this meant next year I wouldn't get lilacs. Well, if they come into full bloom and all those fat buds actually do try to bloom, then that'll be it for, for next spring. Okay. All right. Well, I'll wait until then. Okay, Dilk. Okay, thank you. You, you betcha. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Now, it, we we mentioned more than one time that uh, things that bloom in the spring, their flower buds are already there. Which is why it's not a good idea to be pruning on them this time yeah. of year. Or in the early, or late winter, like they we usually recommend. forming next year's flower buds about June, July. Yeah. Um, and they, they just sit there. And like he said, they have to, for the most part, go through a a chilling regime before they are ready to to come into flower next spring. And, uh, and initiating the flower next spring is strictly temperature. Mm-hmm. And it's a chemical reaction yeah. in the plant. Um, but if you're worried about, you know, well, which, which plants can I prune and which plants shouldn't I prune, uh, I normally tell people that if it blooms before Memorial Day, so that would include things like forsythia and lilacs and all your fruit trees and, and, and those sorts of things. Anything that blooms early like that, they've already got their flower buds set for next year. Yes. Ready to go. And if you look hard, you can see them. Mm-hmm. And you could tear apart some of those buds, and you might actually see flower parts in there. So pruning them now, or even in late winter, is going to reduce your flower count. Mm-hmm. Now, having said that, sometimes you just can't help it. I mean, the best time to prune fruit trees is in late winter. But other than that, for lilacs, things like lilacs and forsythia and so forth, the the flowering shrubs, you want to prune those right after they finish blooming, as soon as you can, right after they finish blooming. And then the new growth, the subsequent new growth, will come up and set flower buds for the the next year. But if you wait too long, you could be cutting off your show. And sometimes it's just unavoidable. I mean, we, we talk about cutting back, um, well, forsythia is a good example, mm-hmm. but m- mock orange is another good mm-hmm. one, honeysuckle shrubs. Cutting them back to the ground to rejuvenate them. Well, you're going to lose all the flowers when yeah, you do that. Yeah, then they all go. Yeah. And, and I typically don't like to wait until after they have bloomed to cut them to the ground. Uh, I'd like to get that done before they leaf out in the spring so that they have the entire season to regrow. Yep. So that, that's a, a case where you're just going to have to sacrifice a year. But other than that, if you're just careful about your timing, you won't sacrifice any flowers. Oh, snowball bushes, viburnums, that sort oh, of yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. There's a ton of spring blooming things. Yeah. 
I think we, we mentioned the, the big ones, mm-hmm. uh, but there are 10 of others. That but if they bloom before Memorial Day, try <coughs> to wait until just after they flower to do the pruning. If they mm-hmm. bloom after Memorial Day, like Rose of Sharon is a good example, you can prune those early spring because yep. they haven't preset their flowers. No. Yeah, I, I didn't mean to, to, in, to intimate that <coughs> all blooming shrubs form their flower buds in previous summer. Mm-hmm they don't all most of them do i think what i'm trying to think a lot of the ones we grow for ornamentals do yeah (coughs) i'm trying to think of seven suns tree slash shrub Mm -hmm. probably probably forms their flowers that summer i would think so they're really late blooming maybe golden rain tree golden rain tree yeah yeah Yeah. but um you know i i can go out on my my viburnums right (coughs) now and see the flower buds Oh, yeah. Or yeah. on Arctostaphylus, um, Kinnikinnik or Manzanitas. Yeah, they're, they're just waiting for warm up. You can see now. the flower buds just hanging there, yeah. waiting. And, uh, and a number of other plants you can, you can go out and check pa- that. Pawpaws form them the previous year. Yeah. So if you have pawpaws in your yard, oh, don't, yeah. pr- don't prune them now. That might be why you're not getting fruit. <laughs> I, I didn't prune them last <laughs> this year at all. Although there's a bunch of suckers coming up to the base, I'd probably go in there and cut those out. You could. That won't hurt anything. You could graft them onto something else. I'm not going to. Okay. Uh, what would you graft them onto? What's related <laughs> to pop I don't know. <laughs> I don't either. <laughs> hey, we got to take a break, and then we'll come back and talk to Linda in Lakewood about a dry lawn. Is that a new lawn? I don't a know. A new kind of lawn? It might be a new kind. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of them in my neighborhood. But we have we have some open lines, so it's your time to get in right now. And here's that phone number is 303, area code 477 prefix. And I don't know if they call this a suffix, but it's 2473. And that'll get you in here and uh, get you right on the air on Legends 810. Whether it's a family Thanksgiving or a Friendsgiving celebration, flowers are the finishing touch. Give thanks to all the special people in your life. Sending flowers is a meaningful gesture that will be remembered for years to come. Make memories and make flowers part of your holiday tradition. At Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, we deliver your sentiments locally and around the world. It's easy to send flowers. Check out our website for beautiful choices. Order online at lafayetteflorist.com. Call and speak to one of our floral experts or stop by. We're open daily. Come check us out. Lafayette Florist is a tropical greenhouse filled with indoor plants, succulents, and pottery. Browse through two floors of holiday decorated and gift showrooms. Visit our walk-in cooler for a pre-made bouquet, a custom-designed bouquet, and buckets of fresh-cut flowers to choose your own creation. We're your one-stop holiday shopping spot. Bring your shopping list and we'll help you knock it out. Visit Boulder County's premier florist and garden center. Lafayette Florist Gift Shop and Garden Center, located at 600 South Public Road in the heart of Lafayette. Family owned and celebrating over 70 years in business. For more information, visit us online at lafayetteflorist.com or call us at 303-665-5555. As a gardener, you already know that happy, healthy roots translate to happy, healthy plants. Unfortunately, not all potting mixes are created equal. And without a good soil environment for healthy root growth, your houseplants, herbs, and other potted plants are sentenced to a life of hard labor, or worse. That's why all gardeners need to know about Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix. 
the choice of professional nursery and greenhouse growers, a long-lasting all-purpose performer, Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix has everything necessary your plants need to thrive, including slow-release humates to promote healthy roots and vibrant, vigorous plants. When you want to know which product works best, find out what the experts use. Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix. Your plants will love you for it. Ask for Fertilome Ultimate Potting Mix by name at your favorite independent garden center. Jared's Garden Center, Tagawa Gardens, Wilmore Nursery, and Nick's Garden Center. Be sure and tell them the Garden Wise Guys sent you. Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden on West Bulls Avenue in Littleton now has fresh-cut Christmas trees along with locally grown poinsettias, which will arrive a few days before Thanksgiving. Thankfully, we didn't have an Arctic blast this year, enabling your plants to shut down in a sensible fashion, which means less stress on your landscape this winter. But it doesn't mean you shouldn't think about what your garden needs to ensure a healthy future. Fall fertilization is probably the most important one of the year, so consider applying now before the snow that will come any day. The elves at Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden are now working feverishly to get the greenhouse and gift store ready for Christmas. Plan to stop by during their holiday open house Friday, November 19th through Sunday, November 21st, when everything should be on display. Jared's Nursery Gift and Garden Center is a family-owned business serving you for 42 years at 10500 West Bulls Avenue in Littleton. Open 9 to 5 every day. They look forward to seeing you soon. Call into the Fix It Show with your questions about your home. Saturday morning at 930. Specializing in heating and cooling problems, legendary hosts Deborah and Adam bring decades of experience and award-winning expertise to their live, interactive Fix-It show. Helping your home weather Colorado's unique climate and temperature swings. You have questions, they have answers. Call into the Fix-It show every Saturday morning from 930 to 1030 on Legends. And we are back here on Legends 810, taking your phone call numbers. I should report right now, I cannot give a report on snow levels. I tried to get online yesterday, and uh, apparently the site is down. Mm. And uh, they told you to keep coming back and refresh. Mm, that didn't work. Too much snow. Apparently. I haven't checked water loss. I'll I did. I checked. Oh. That was That was up and running. Uh, 0.52 inches at uh, DIA. Yeah, we lost in moisture. Half a half an inch of moisture. I spent all day Saturday last weekend watering my front beds. Yeah, yeah. And it 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 was dry. And I think Linda is going to report on the same thing right now. Good morning, Linda. Good morning. <laughs> that was. You know, listening to the lady before, I ran out to look at my lilac bush, and I have nothing but uh, bare limbs and dried flower clusters. Okay. Well, that's good. But anyways, no leafing out here in Lakewood, at least at my house. But anyways, my original thought was to call you about the lawn, and I have um, also a little front, front flower bed off my porch. My sprinkler system has been shut down, and I don't know what to do. If I should be watering my lawn or let it go dormant, I don't know. And the wind is really bad about drying the lawn out. Well, I mean, I, I usually tell people to water. Your, your lawn will make it through the, the winter much more more happy, <laughs> yeah. more healthy. 
um, and ready to go next spring, I suppose you could let it go completely dormant and dry, but that's going to stress it out something fierce. Okay. Well, I do have hoses, so yeah. I can set up, you know, my hose. Yeah. I just thought I was done with that and drained it and hung, hung them up. <laughs> I'm thinking like, oh, no, do I have to drag those out again? Well, it is Colorado, and it's dry. And I would, Especially I would. this year. Yes, I would recommend it because, and if you have any trees or shrubs in the area as well, they're going to have roots in that lawn area, and they're going to benefit from the moisture as well. Okay, so you suggest um, watering. Them yes, I, w- I would too. Time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you if you can get out there and, and give it everything a good soak once a month through the winter, uh, that's going to help immeasurably. Okay, is the lawn? Starting to go dormant, or I don't know with this hot weather, I can't tell because I look at it and I'm thinking, well, maybe it's dry because, I mean, maybe it's, you know, turning a different color and not the bright green because it's entering the dormant well, season, I, or I don't know whether to wake it up a lot with water. I, I wouldn't be concerned about that. You can keep it nice and healthy green all winter long, but it takes mm-hmm. a little extra effort on your part to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I say that I was reminded again. Again, I, we're down at Broadmoor, and they have little spots of and, and large, huge lawns too, all over the place. And every one of them I looked at was magnificently green, well taken care of. And I'm sure those those little spots of lawn are going to stay green all winter long. And we have cool season grasses here. You know, our blue grasses, perennial rye, fescues. They're all cool season grasses, so they love this time of year. Yeah. And, they're, and they're not going to go dormant unless you make them go dormant. They're going to stay growing and, and, uh, and continue to have green leaves. And uh, you, what, you mowed your yard uh, not long week, ago. Yeah. Last week, yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. this, is, this is the time of year they really thrive. Okay, well, I have a bunch of locust leaves in the front, and I'm supposed to have a guy come today to pick them all up. So mm-hmm. I was thinking maybe watering after. I think that's a good idea, yep. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want a decent uh, or a lawn that looks better than what it, the way it looks now, well, you're going to have to water. You know, we've had only an inch of water since the end of July. I know. I can't believe this. I Very think this is dry. one of the driest years I've ever seen. It's been pretty dry. Yeah. Especially after we had such a nice wet spring. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're suggesting watering then. Absolutely. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Well, thank you so much for your suggestion, and we'll get on that. Okay. <laughs> thank you so much. Thanks guys. for calling. Uh-huh. Bye-bye. And we just got a notice from Denver Water. I don't remember. I don't remember whether it was an email notification or it was something we got in the mail. But water rates are going up again. What <laughs> surprise! <laughs> I, th- I think they've gone up every year since I've lived in, in Denver. I think you're right. What do I get extra for that? <laughs> and by the way, why, why not? Because gas rates are going up too. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm more than likely electricity. I mean, we too. we were awash in gas. Locally. Are you talking natural uh, gas? Natural gas, yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> gasoline also going. Surprise! Surprise, yes. And by the way, all the experts said not very long ago, this inflation won't last. It'll go back. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> it keeps getting worse. 
Yeah. When was the last time it went backwards? Yeah. I said that when they first said, oh, don't worry about it. This is COVID-related, and then things will go back. Yeah. You wait. Famous last words. Well, I can see a, a certain amount of it has to do with supply and demand, especially since a lot of the supply is sitting on boats out in the harbor somewhere. Out, out, in, the, out in the Pacific. <laughs> yeah. However, you know, I'm not going to cancel <coughs> Christmas just yet. So watering. If you planted anything this last year, any perennials, any trees, any shrubs, you need to do some watering oh, this yeah. winter. <clears throat> if you want that stuff to make it through nice and happy and healthy and not have a bunch of winter dieback or totally die. Yes, yes. Get out there and water. And pardon me for mentioning it. Yeah, once again, down at Broadmoor, you can see where they put in some new trees. Mm. They don't put in trees like you and I. Oh, yeah? These are enormous trees. Okay. <laughs> they had to have cranes come in and put them in. Oh, I'll they bet. Want, they, oh. Want, they want shade now. They want instant <laughs> gratification, right? Well, they can afford it. Oh, Lord. And we're talking about two or $300 trees. These had to be. I, I don't know what trees, big trees cost. I, they must start at 1000 and then go up. Yeah. I mean, these, these are big. Yeah. Whew. Well, they know how to deal I with mean, it. I you mean, know, they got the money, so go for it. Yeah. Well, it's not just the money. It's it's the knowing how to care for those things. Well, yeah, and they have gardens. It's not like plant, planting a five-gallon tree. No, no. They don't They don't plant anything five-gallon. <laughs> Except maybe annuals. Maybe, maybe the bulbs went in in five gallons. Yeah. I don't know. <clears throat> and they hadn't put theirs in yet, by the way. They were really? Running, yeah, well, they were running around and prepping all their, their annual oh, okay. beds for, for bulbs. Yeah. And what did they see on Facebook somewhere? Must have been up the upper Midwest. They had a crew out planting Cayondodoxa in a bluegrass lawn. Okay. Bulbs. Uh-huh. And there was a later posting that said, yeah, they were putting in 25,000 bulbs. Oh, my goodness. And they were using a, a drill with an auger on it. Yeah. I use a soil knife anymore. Yeah. And I just, you know, stab it into the ground and pull it back and yeah, drop it in the bulb. Even a crew of people, 25,000 yeah, That's a lot of bulbs. Lord. Well, I put in two, over 2,000 once in one fall. That, that, was a, that was a chore. I put in 500 in one afternoon this fall. Yeah. And that, I, that was too much. I shouldn't have done that. Yeah. But, you know, you get down to the last 200 <laughs> bulbs. 150 bulbs. You think, well, I can do that package yet. You got there. Yeah. Well, I can get that one. Yeah. Well, there's no reason to stop now. Yeah. <laughs> really? My back hurts, but yeah. it's not going to hurt My back worse. and my legs are saying, yeah, there is. <laughs> there's a real good reason. <laughs> yeah, I guess a lot of, pe- a lot of places, uh, especially some of the botanic gardens throughout the United States, and I'm sure in England as well, or um, um, Europe as well, they put in thousands and thousands of bulbs. Every year. And then they take them out. Take them out and throw them away. Mm-hmm. And plant fresh ones the next year. Yep. I, I just can't do that. Well, I don't have the people. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have interns like some people. That's true. <laughs> Maybe we should. We could start a company. Garden In- interns? Yeah. <laughs> interns for rent. <laughs> 
Uh, we, that might work. You never know. Yeah. All right, let's get out to the phones. Uh, we've got Joanne on the line right now. Good morning, Joanne. Thanks for calling the Garden Wise guys. Oh, good morning, guys. I really enjoy your program. Listen every week. Oh, well, thank uh, you. My question. Yeah, you're welcome. My question is, uh, with the holidays coming up, what is a good Christmas tree water mixture? And are there other tips to keep the tree kind of fresh? Yes. <clears throat> you cut the cut the bottom of the tree off before you, you put it in the stand. Right before. Right before. And cut at least an inch, if not a little more off. Put it in the stand and get a pitcher of water and fill the stand up with pure water. Pure water? Like, you don't have to mix anything with like it. Like bottled water? No. No. Out of the tap. No. The, <laughs> the tree might think it tastes a little better, but... <laughs> City water here is pretty doggone good water, by the way, at least okay. in the Denver. Mm-hmm. And a lot of places will tell you to make that cut and then put the tree in a big bucket of water and let it sit and soak yeah. up water <clears throat> for, uh, you know, for 24 hours in the garage or someplace like that before you bring it inside and put it in the stand. Because usually yeah, that first, yeah, that first uh, after they <clears throat> make that first cut, it's going to soak up water so fast oh, you're not yeah. going to be able to keep up with it in the yeah. in the in the Christmas tree stand and it'll go dry and by that time you've gotten it all decorated up and you can't take it down to cut it again. Okay. Yeah, and 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 we're not just saying this off off the cuff. There has been research done on various elixirs that put in the tr- Christmas tree water and none of them work. Work any better than just pure water. Um, pure water, so yeah. no sugar. Oh, no, no sugar, no. That yeah, causes water. bacteria and stuff to grow in the water. Yeah, no, and no, that plugs up the tubes. No, no vinegar, no Clorox, not a, just just water. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And where's the best place to put the tree? Like, is it okay to put it by a window, or is it? No, by dry? the window is just fine. Uh, what it doesn't like is uh, drafts. Let's say from your furnace, whatever kind of heat you have, you don't want the hot air blowing on the tree if possible. Okay. But, yeah, by a window is just fine. I mean, how long do you expect to keep it indoors? Oh, probably three weeks. Oh, put it in in the attic. (laughs) Anywhere you want, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then trying to buy the freshest tree, the freshest tree you can find. And, by the way, all the Christmas trees have already been cut. Oh, yeah. But, um, you know, if if you can buy them from a place who displays them standing in water. Yeah. That's always nice. Not many of them do, but yeah. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen that. Yes. I th- I want to say um, O'Toole has done that. I, th- I think Hector's uh, sh- <sighs> has done that. Really? And now I don't know that they do all to the, that do that to all the trees, but uh, they will certainly have a number of them standing in water. Okay, okay, so go to a nursery. Yeah. Yeah. Those yeah. those corner lot things are usually not the best place to get them. Okay, well, thank you so much. You're They're quite really welcome. You people. bet. Thanks for calling. All right, there's music indicating we have to take a short break over the top of the hour so we can get into the next hour right here on Legends 810.